from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. We have been talking very measuredly and carefully about the end of the regular season, Mark. And I don't know where you fall on the Kane spectrum. I'll put Adam Gold at the top of that spectrum as somebody super locked in. And then I'll put, uh, you know, Joe Ovius and I, we're, we're somewhere in the middle of that spectrum. We follow it. We care about it. But we don't live and breathe it, okay? But I think I saw something yesterday that I know I didn't like. Well, Joe, you got to lay it on me then. Because we've been carefully talking about, you know, it's the end of the regular season. They, they kind, You know, the division leads down to one point, but they kind of sort of got it in hand. These games, you can't read too much into them. You know, because they win some and you can't overreact. Then they lose some and you can't overreact. They lose last night to Nashville 3-0. And and if you followed any of the Canes over the last five years in the Rod Brendamore era, stop me when something sounds familiar. The power play struggled. The other team's goalie was ridiculously good. Their own goalie probably made uh, a play or two that they wish they could have back. It all adds, oh, and the Canes outplayed the other team for two periods. I miss anything? That feels like a total Rod Brindamore, Tom Dundon, Canes bingo to me. And they lost the game, unfortunately. In the playoffs, that's how it's gone, in the playoffs. And we've been trying not to project either way from these regular season finish games, 77, 78, 79, all the way up to 82. I didn't like what I saw last night, Mark. And I feel like I saw both the past. In this case, UC Soros, they played them in the playoffs two years ago. He was outstanding. Remember, they made them work. The, the Predators made the Canes work in the pandemic uh, season playoffs. And now I see the future as well because Freddie Anderson wasn't great. The power play wasn't great. And we know all of those things have to be working once the postseason starts. So I will give you the job of today, Mark Bergen, of talking me off the ledge and telling me not to overreact to what I saw last night with the Canes. You had a lot to get off your chest right there, didn't you, Joe? This is how the radio sausage gets made, my friend. (laughs) Well, it's like you can't help but wonder. It will now be five straight playoff appearances for the Hurricanes, and is this year going to be any different? Is this year going to be any different? And that's what you can't help but wonder. Yeah. And you see last night where it's like, okay, new day, but same narrative, season after season after season after season. I think, in fairness to the Canes, if they if if they win into these postseason, this postseason healthy and with a full complement of forwards, I would say to you, I really do believe it would be different with Andrei Sveshnikov, with Max Pacioretty. But they don't have them, so now it's almost like you have to go back to the other way, rely on that defense, which I do believe is the best in the NHL. The defense, not the goaltending. There's a, there's a difference there. And I think one of the problems the Canes have had in the postseason is they, they haven't had a goalie who could win games for them. Their defense can win games, but their goalie not hasn't necessarily won games for them. And there have been instances uh, like one of the goals that Freddie gave up. Yes, one of the first two goals. Yes, not the shorthand one. But it was like, uh, man, sometimes when you're playing really well, and the Canes basically outplayed um, 
the Predators for the first two pairs. You don't you don't have to take my word for it. Here's Rod Brendamore talking about how well his team played during those first two, first two periods when they were losing to nothing. Yeah, we played. I told you, the first two periods we were fine, other than a couple of shifts, and then but we didn't get anything out of it. And then they had to they like hunker down. I mean, they did a great job protecting in that. And when they didn't, their goalie made some big saves early, and I thought uh, you know that was that was the game. We have tremendous respect for Rod Brendamore on this program because. Uh, Joe and I both covered him when he was a player here. Obviously, when you're the captain of a Stanley Cup winning team, uh, his work ethic is is well-renowned. And he's also a guy who was an assistant coach in the dark days of the Canes. Uh, Mark, I don't think you were here in, in the market. And it was it was a, it was actually a kind of bold move by Tom Dunnan to give him the job being on the staff. And a lot of a lot of owners would not have gone that way. So we have tremendous respect for Rod, and Rod is all about the process. It's not about the results; it's about the process and the way that they play. So you'll often hear him talk about, "Well, I like the way we played this period. I like the way." It's not about the score; it's not about the result; it's about the process. But I do worry when that process doesn't include a lights out power play. And Graham, I think that first clip is where he gives away the game here when he talks about the power play. Two gas, and then it cost us. We got behind and then just couldn't, couldn't find anything. But first two pairs, we actually played really well. We just power play there. That was a bad read. We gave up a, a hot man rush. And then obviously a kind of weird one. They banked it in, and then we got behind and then never got, never got it uh, going. So, Mark... You, one, you're celebrating one year at WRL. Yes, sir. You have a you have an interesting perspective then on the Canes because it's not baked into you know us remembering Rod as the player, us remembering the dark years of those ten years. You really you only know the Canes as a as a front running playoff team that is, is you know pushing for the cup. And Joe, you're in my brain, which is a dangerous place. To okay. Be. <laughs> When your jersey is retired in the rafters, I don't care for any pro sports organization, there's going to be a great deal of admiration there given the blood, sweat, and tears he's given to this organization. And at the same time, too, Joe, I also wonder how many other franchises would love to be in the Hurricane shoes to where, yeah, you haven't gotten it done come postseason, but you at least have to get into the dance to give yourself a shot. And consistently doing it. And you look at Nashville, and I mentioned the playoff series that the Canes had with them two years ago. They're a completely different team, other than Saros, right? They've they've basically traded, and even this year, at the deadline, they traded everybody. Like they were like, okay, fire sale, here we go. And you look at the teams they've beaten, and this was no fluke for Nashville, who's still trying to get into the playoffs in the Western Conference. And we talked to Trip Tracy yesterday. If you missed that conversation, catch it on the best of the OG podcast. We talked to Trip yesterday, and he even said, like, you you, because I kind of gave it the old Joe. These teams that they're playing down the stretch kind of stink, Trip, because they're not in the playoffs. And he was trying to point out that's not always the case. They have different because uh, Nashville just recently beat Boston, so it was like, okay, this is a team that's kind of on it right now. And a lot of it is Saros and goals. So I I just look at this and I go, I thought what you just said. Nashville would love to be the Canes, but I wonder how many Canes fans. At what point does the hope? Right when you're Nashville right now, you have this hope. Oh man, we have all these young guys. What can it's the hope of what you can be? At what point does the reality of who you are replace the hope of what you can be in sports? And we'll see. We'll see how this plays out. Now that we're getting closer and closer to the postseason, and I mean, tickets just went on sale yesterday, Joe. So it's for the playoffs. Yes, for the playoff games, to where it's like you can get games one and two, and we'll see if they go. 
if if they're going to need in a best of seven game series and you know a two two one 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 format, you would hope that you get that home ice advantage that PNC Arena can provide. And can you take that momentum? Can you find? Can this finally be the year? Is the question I'd have just from the outside perspective is what makes this year different from what we've seen from the previous four? And honestly, we really won't know the answer to that question until we get to the postseason. It's the OG. I'm Joe Giglio. Mark Bergen's in for Joe Ovius today. The Panthers really are, it's just like a slam dunk. The envelope's already in at the podium, right? They're taking C.J. Stroud, right? Uh-oh. Do we have fake quarterback drama? I think we do. We'll discuss after this. Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. I am the project manager. The Designery is a lovely kitchen, bath, and closet remodeling company. We do pretty much any of the utility spaces in your house. If you want to store things in your cabinets, if you want to work on things on your countertops, if you want to uh, have a floor that can get wet or muddy, we're the place to help you fix your home up. We are the Designery North Raleigh, located at 3030 Wake Forest Road in the Holly Park Plaza. We would love to see you or visit our website at thedesignery.com. 